There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is a Lip Media Podcast. We're talking again. Our bodies were made. I'm Paul Mitzi. I'm Lucy Thomas. And I'm Brendan Levi. And we are the Swapcast Podcast. Every episode we watch an entry in the body swap movie genre and break it down for you. This week we are watching the 2020 faith-based teen <laughs> film Switched, starring Madeline Byrne, Maya Horcher, and Denise Richards, where, tired of being bullied, Cassandra Evans prays that her nemesis, Katie Sharp, the queen bee of social media, would know what it's like to walk a day in her shoes. Her prayer is answered in an unexpected way when they get switched. Switched to rude. We always love to hear from our listeners, so slide into our DMs on Insta, send us an email, or chuck us a review on iTunes so we can get to 100 reviews and do an episode on Face Off already. Face Off. <laughs> so, on to Switched. This is the first body swapping film that we've covered on the show that tackles a body swap from a Christian perspective. <laughs> Did this add a more profound element to the formula? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's 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 uh, definitely much it's more traditional. It's very it's very much like the the formula that we know and love about the the swap films. So I don't think they really change much. Obviously, the do, swap do happens because of God. Do we love it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We, we, know I, we definitely know it. But this feels. <laughs> This felt much more comfortable to me than watching something like Dream the Sarah Michelle Dream. Keller one. Oh, oh, ugh, that one, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I just feel like I, I don't know. I feel like it was sort of like blasphemous or something. Did, did you find that <laughs> to, to suggest that God has like can be fucked switching people's bodies to prove it, it, points. I just feel like it's sort of like voodoo-y witchcraft. I don't know. It felt like a bit, a bit naughty, I thought. I don't know. We, what, Me and Paul watched a movie recently. I don't want to give the name away because I reckon it's going to be his tenuous link. But if you want to talk about <laughs> blasphemy, we'll, we'll talk about that later. But yeah, okay, I, sure, I, sure. I, do, I do know yeah. what you mean because it's basically uh, making up miracles for God. To, to, yeah. To say. But the film posits that Jesus was the ultimate body swap because he, he swapped into a human body. God swapped into a human body to walk a day in our shoes. It actually did say that when yeah. she was listening to the Christian radio show. So <laughs> is the Bible the original body swap? Text. Oh, my God. Well, as a, as a theology <laughs> dropout, I can tell you it's a little more complex than that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I think that the film was very stock standard body swap, and it's just like 
this guy obviously is a Christian filmmaker. It looks like his kind of MO is taking a formula and then Christianizing it. So yeah. he made the other film. I, I sent you guys the trailer, The Christmas Wish, where so, a girl makes a, a wish to Jesus that her, or I guess a wish to in general, that her, (laughs) she wishes to to Satan that her parents didn't uh, believe in God, didn't believe in God, and then see how it fucks up their whole lives because, you know, God made their life so much better. It's so Um, funny as well, because it's so jarring. Like it, it kind of hums along like a, like a Hallmark holiday movie. And then all of a sudden, like there's that Jesus thing. And you're like, Oh, whoa, what? Wait, yeah, yeah, it's and not- I feel like this is very much the same way. They didn't market it as a Christian movie. Hmm. I think a lot of people would have hired this thinking it was your standard teen film, and then all of a sudden they're going to like youth group and praying to Jesus and stuff, and be yeah. like, oh, okay, yeah." Um, so what what, what makes just- that so like you're you're saying like any hint of talking about God or anything of this just was so jarring. Why why do you think that that is like? Like, I feel like I, you can watch films where there's a discussion around Christianity and stuff like that that doesn't feel as on the nose as some of this did. Yeah, I guess because it just sort of, like, it seems so every day, and I guess I'm not used to watching films that have, like, those sort of that sort of stuff shoehorned in like that. And it felt really, um, it felt shoehorned in. Do you know what I, I think mean? the writing wasn't great. No. And, you know, my parents love Christian movies, so I end up seeing a few of these. And there's definitely <laughs> so I've ones... I've never seen anything like this in my... Never before in my life. Like, yeah. I... Yeah. <laughs> so it I was a like, real eye-opener for me. Yeah, I feel like there's there's ways of doing it that feel more organic than this. Yes, that's and totally... It didn't feel organic. Yeah, it, it felt like the movie... Every time they had one of these, like, Christian discussions, the movie stopped for it to happen. Yes, and I feel like like it's that sort of thing where it's sort of like the school chaplain's, like, chatting to you, being like, I'm cool, I'm hip with the jive of the young people, and then they're, like, slide in a little bit of Jesus. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, it felt sneaky. Like, (laughs) yeah, it didn't, you know, like you're saying, you do watch, like, a large number of things. Like, The Simpsons, they say grace or go to church, and that doesn't feel, do you know what I mean? Mm. This felt like, I don't know. they were trying to convert, convert you, but like, they're like, we're normal. This is fine. And Jesus. I feel like Brendan would have a, a more unique perspective t- perspective on this because like this kind of like the, the world that this is depicting, you were more of a part of this for a long time. Like, how did you feel it, it dealt with it? Yeah. Like, I, I know what you mean. Uh, definitely like the youth group scene. It just sort of felt like the movie was put on pause and then all of a sudden we're just actually sitting in a youth group doing a, <laughs> doing a sermon, yeah. you know? Yeah. But I, I would say out of like the, the like few sort of like Christian made things I've watched, this, this isn't actually as terrible as it gets. <laughs> I reckon this is actually okay. And, oh my uh, God. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. Oh wait, wait, wait. First of all, like I've uh, definitely seen a lot worse as well. Yeah. Yeah. I would say like my, my pet hate would be just Christian movies in general. Cause the, the, just the concept of like, not hiring the best person to do the job and then you end up with like horrible lighting horrible cinematography 
I don't think this was that bad. I think this looks so much better than the Christmas trade and like other ones we've done. Though with one glaring exception, the sound design was awful. I don't know if you guys noticed, but it was really bad. Like there was takes. It's like, how did this stay in the movie where you can clearly hear like all the background noises, like our fucking show that we record over zoom in our living rooms sounded better than this mm-hmm. movie at times i never know <laughs> to look out for those things i'm such a novice like I, I don't know like even in the in the car scene like when she would talk you could hear the car in the background and then when he talked you couldn't it's oh, all like stuff bad. like that that's yeah. terrible um i do agree though with brendan like it did it, did, it looked good didn't it like it, it looked like those houses and mm-hmm. the like the, the clothing and all the stuff that we often would be like ripping apart yeah. i don't think they I think they actually yeah. had a budget and they weren't just hiring Christian people to yeah. do, yeah. you know, it's like. Or, or the like, Christians hello, that work- Denise Richards. <laughs> Enter Denise Richards. Or the Christians that worked in the film were extremely rich and they were just using their houses and their Porsches and their clothes. That too, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Okay. So that, that would be like. Well, you know, they don't have to pay taxes. So, yeah. you know. Yeah. <laughs> not, well, actually, Christians do, just not churches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like maybe you know. Anyway, I just want to point out, like, I grew up in a religious household. I'm not like gonna yeah. like be blasting atheist uh, rhetoric or anything like that. I just uh, just wanted to make sure that was understood. <laughs> yeah, but I Paul, think there's but a difference. Will be maybe. <laughs> no, no. Well, I mean, I grew up religious as well, and I think there's a difference between like religious people and like fucking pieces of shit like kenneth copeland and all these mega pastors and mm. shit that like spew hate and yes. um make everyone get covid to prove a point and shit like yeah. i think there's two very like very wildly different camps there yeah and i don't know this film didn't feel too icky it didn't feel like one of those like gross christian films like god's not dead and stuff like that where like it was, it's yeah. A nobody's lot of those, the like, enemy. Atheists aren't like an evil like sect or something sure. like that. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. the like um the main girl, the mean girl. She kind of learns to love Jesus and changes her ways. Um, she does turn from an atheist to a Christian in the course of the film, but she she's never demonized for being an atheist she's just demonized for being a bitch <laughs> do you need to like properly do the plot or are we like far enough in <laughs> yeah no let's go for it yeah so uh the film is about this nerdy girl but i mean she's a nerdy girl but she's obviously like stunningly beautiful and yes. um <laughs> she's kind of got the she's all that going um, she's got she's glasses got, yeah it's like glasses. she takes off her glasses and all of a sudden it's like yeah, glasses and a ponytail. Yeah. Um, and she idolizes this girl at her school, um, Katie Sharp, who also has a a substantial social media policy um following, but um the film doesn't have the rights to Instagram or anything, so she rules this website called the, the social the social dot com and she is vying for um a spot on a vaguely a uh, described website called Glam Slam, <laughs> and they're looking for like a new host. I yes, guess I, I really didn't understand what Glam Slam was. We can expand on that later, but it's like, <laughs> yeah. is it makeup? Is it? It just didn't make any sense. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So Cassandra, the main nerdy girl, is obsessed with Katie Sharp and her social media following, but 
Katie is a giant bitch. She's out your stock standard teen movie bitch with the two minions like straight out of the textbook. Yeah. Um so uh Cassandra, the main character, is like, you know, I'm gonna try my best and become friends with Katie. So she goes to speak to her, but she ends up spilling her coffee on um Katie's shoes and Katie is like super pissed about it. So but like the so- coffee doesn't even touch her shoes. And also, like, (laughs) someone told her that her shoelaces were untied and it's like she just blindly walked. She just was like, okay, sure, I don't really care about that. I'm just going to, like, trip over 7,000 times on the way to speak to this. (laughs) I I was just like, we're bloody a minute into this and it's total bullshit already. Like, well, yeah. Um, So then uh, she, uh, Katie, is super pissed about the coffee incident, so she sets up an elaborate prank where uh, if Cassandra walks through this particular door, there'll be a, a baggie full of rotten milk that gets spilt on her with this elaborate pulley system when she walks through. I don't think it's that elaborate. Uh, it's duct tape and a baggie. And also, like, not, not a lot of milk goes on her. Like, it's like a cup of milk. Like, But then, but then later she's drenched. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, like, it's not great. It's not great. Like, if somebody threw rotten milk at me, I would be vomiting for days because I'm, like, very sensitive about milk um but like it's not the meanest thing that ever happened to someone and like you said paul it's that typical thing of truly it was a cup of milk and then it was like three gallons and then that she just like walks into her mark and stops there and then gets hit by it (laughs) yeah it's like i'm gonna stand at this doorway (laughs) oh no Uh, so she is like super upset and her brother picks her up from school she goes home sleeps Still covered in the milk, but before she goes to bed, she um, prays to Jesus that uh, Katie would know what it's like to live a day in her shoes. And then when they wake up, wait, 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 then then stock footage plays for about a minute of (laughs) rolling clouds and stuff because sunsets. Yeah, that's how you show God's working. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, uh, oh, and behold, they wake up the next morning and they're in each other's bodies. Um, and they take it fairly well. I mean, they, they do scream a little bit, but then they're fairly chill about it. <laughs> so in a lot of these body swap films, when you swap, the people are obsessed with themselves. Like they'll look in the mirror, they'll look at their genitals, they'll touch their boobs, they'll touch their face. This film is like they did that for like one second and then it was more about like looking through each other's clothes, which I found interesting. Yeah. But she she does that. She looks at her clothes for like half an hour and then ends up leaving the room still in her pajamas. pajamas. Yeah. Leaving the house in her pajamas. That clothes thing was really weird because it was like she was rifling through her clothes going, no, 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 no. It's like, yeah, you would be looking in the mirror saying that. You wouldn't be going, oh, my God, look how many pairs of track yeah. pants this girl has like it yeah. just it was really odd choice as as much as we criticize these swap films for like every single one of them having the boob grab and looking at it yeah. like sequences that's what you do it's what you do <laughs> not not in christian land <laughs> <laughs> yes this film is very like sec- 
sex is not a thing in this. No, universe. it's not on the ta- it's not on the table. <laughs> yeah, she. I don't think you even see anyone kiss. No, nah. because the boyfriend. And there's not even a mention of either of them, any of them having showers or like seeing yeah. each other's naked yeah. body. Like, she, yeah, I don't think people shower in this universe because no. she got drenched with rotten milk and still went to bed that way. Like, oh yeah, all this stuff just felt very much like the uh, the Disney the swap. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, that was the same. Even the least- girl, even the like the the girl in that, um, they look like the exact same. The like I could not tell them apart if you showed me two pictures. I couldn't pick her yeah. out of a lineup, by the way. I like it, that these films <laughs> all just mash together. Like I have no <laughs> idea what that actress even looked like. But but you pull, you got to do like so that the other girl wants to go to Juilliard. <laughs> it's always Juilliard for yes. her mediocre guitar playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's so like cassette. I don't think Juilliard is accepting like wannabe folk, like low rent C- Taylor Swift. Yeah, C- Cassandra, the nerdy girl, her dream is to go to Juilliard, but the problem is, is that uh, she had an audition where a guy told her she was shit. So ever since, she's afraid to play in front of anyone. And when she plays at home, if anyone else is in the room, they have to stand behind a curtain while she plays. Which actually works quite well for a body swap because you can still trick people into think that it's you when really it's the other person because they're (laughs) behind a curtain. How clever. (laughs) But her let's talk about how fucking awful her music is. She plays this like terrible fucking guitar song where she's like, Oh baby bird, I wish you were a sparrow. And she's got that fucking like, that voice that like. The indie twang voice? The the indie twang voice that everyone on YouTube has. Like, oh, I hate it so much. Yeah, like Juliet would be like, next after her auditioning for like one. Well, yeah, when we, when we actually get to her Juilliard interview. Audition, yeah. Audition. Like, there's this girl playing piano beforehand. And like, I'm like, she's like concert yeah. pianist, like classically trained. Someone who's like, yeah. you know, never gone to any, like, you know, social gathering or whatever, just painfully yeah. tapping away on the piano. And she gets <laughs> like, <laughs> she gets swapped out. She's got the audacity for... to come out with her guitar, <laughs> like her two chords that she knows and her baby bird song. <laughs> <laughs> and. The baby bird song is called back so many times. The first time we hear her play it, the mum walks in after she literally just says, baby bird, I wish you were a sparrow. And then the mum walks in and she's like, that's the most beautiful thing I've ever heard. You are so talented. Did you just get hearing for the first time? Like truly? Um, And then, yeah, like, Later, she's like, I wrote this for you, mum. Like, this is about you. And I was waiting for something in the lyrics to be, like, profound. About but being just... a, a mum. Yeah, but it was all about being a fucking baby bird. Yeah, I'm like, so the mum's like, what fuck you, this? I'm the mum. I'm a baby bird? What the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> terrible. So, anyway, the, the two girls, they go to school. Uh, oh, no, sorry. Cassandra in uh katie sharp's body drives to cassandra's house and then is that what happens i can't fucking remember i watched this a day ago (laughs) (laughs) um well anyway they they meet up they decide they're gonna live in each other's body (laughs) like i said it all just mashes together (laughs) 
And I guarantee there will be nobody listening who has watched this movie or watches it. You could tell them anything. So then Cassandra anyway, they buys up, a they giant dildo. They, they meet up, they freak out. They're like, oh shit, we have to keep going to school and doing our things. I'm yeah. going to have to audition for Juilliard for you and you're going to have to try and be in the glam slam. Whatever. But, but it's... <laughs> The thing is with this film is like the two girls are like really shit at being each other. Okay, like, so the I entire have to say, fucking the, yeah, film. The, the most shit that we've ever seen. Like okay, they but, constantly but, forget this is happening. Okay, but so the the cool girl Cassandra that actress, no Cassandra's when, the, when, yeah, the nerdy well, girl. Yeah, sorry. When when the cool girl is being the nerdy girl. Her attempt at mimicking the other girl is to stop acting. She (laughs) she was like, okay, well, this nerdy girl is shy and has social anxiety, so I am literally going to stop acting. See, Will, I don't don't know. I thought, like, the the time that we had with Cassandra, the nerdy girl, before she swapped into the, the cool girl's body... Like, I was like, wow, this girl has no personality at all. <laughs> at all. Okay, well, I was like, as soon as she, she swapped, it. I was like, oh my God, she's come alive. That She's an actor now. <laughs> nah, I was like, this girl. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So when she was acting as the cool girl, she could do it. Is that what you did? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. But I, I just thought her <laughs> being, being Cassandra, she just stopped acting. Besides biting her nails, she turned yeah, it off. No and, and also, it. she kept just going, I have social anxiety. Like the end. I'm like, okay, cool. Which, yeah. which is disappointing because I, I wrote down like I, I feel like that's actually a really interesting element to a so like the idea that you have social anxiety, like you have a certain like routine and a certain like you know areas of comfort that you yeah. you know you've built to like deal with that, and then mm-hmm. they've just been ripped away and. Mm we didn't see any of that sort of really play out at all. No. Yeah. She's like living with strangers, like who aren't her parents. She's like hanging out with friends. Like she has all of a sudden a million friends and she has to deal with that. And not only is she living with strangers, like she's living with actual narcissists. Like those people should have had their children taken away. They were bad people. And my God, Denise Richards, Denise Richards needs a role that really endears her to public because I got to tell you, (laughs) The last few things we've seen her in, my God, like, she's not- I Yeah. The parents were like, I don't care what you're doing on the internet, as long Just as it's making your, me money. Yeah, put up your social video. Oh, my God. Well, I mean, I- I'm not watching I, it. I don't care I, if you're doing pornography. <laughs> I think the parents were, ter- like, terrible people, and I thought- um, the dad was ter- like a terrible actor and like completely was over the top and shit and all his physical comedy was terrible and improvising was terrible. I think Denise Richards actually looked like she was having fun, which is a difference from Christmas Trade where she looked like she wanted to fucking slit her throat. Um, <laughs> but her but- character was such a bitch that it just makes you still not be able to like... Remember yeah. that girl that was in Drop Dead Gorgeous or Tammy in the T-Rex, you know? like Yeah. But that being said, I don't know if you guys, I know you have, Lucy, uh, seen Cheer, the Netflix documentary Cheer. Yeah. The parents of that 
top cheerleader that Mm, they were that was a documentary and they were almost exactly the same yeah and the dad like the way that they parented the way they they had quit their jobs to manage their kids social media career it was almost identical so which makes sense to me that's so was what they were like yeah yikes like just to be judgmental like that's how i feel about anyone who has kids who are like blowing up with like millions of followers and stuff like and they don't rein that in. I just feel really weird about that personally. Yeah. So. But I mean, the biggest thing about this film that felt like the most bullshit <laughs> is um, Katie Sharp's social media presence. Okay. Yes. Because basically, what they're doing is it. It was like Gossip Girl in Christian land. So like yeah. people were like she was kind of getting like papped like photos of her doing but it's like yeah literally nobody cares about high school students like yeah so her, <laughs> she was getting 5.4 million views they say this over and over again on all her posts and they were literally her photographing people of videoing people at her school and saying that they were wearing bad outfits yeah like, and they who, loved her for it <laughs> who are these 5.4 million people that yeah. care about this yeah. nobody would and like the videos she was posting were all in like 480p they all look <laughs> shit like everything she did like this is the classic it's like her her social media posts makes the social media posts in emily in paris look realistic they were terrible. Yeah. Do you guys uh, follow any? Do you guys follow any influencers? Like what? Like what is what is that supposed to be? Like what? I don't so, follow anyone who is just that is their sole thing. No, I don't. Yeah, usually the people that I follow are also actors or also comedians or you know they have something else. Yeah. Um, but so I, no I one who's say, like a lifestyle or a fashion person um, or anything like that. I guess I do. I like. I mean, if anyone follows yeah, Paul, the Swapcast we, podcast on Paul, Instagram, we, sh- we all share the Swapcast Instagram, <laughs> Brendan. You know the accounts he follows. <laughs> I, I, I can't. I can't look at dudes. it without blushing. There's a lot of us. <laughs> so I guess based yeah, on don't that, DM, don't send any DMs on the, the like that are just for Paul because everyone we see them all. um yeah so i guess looking at those kind of guys that i follow it's like a lifestyle porn situation it's like people that are extremely good looking i think it's just the porn situation (laughs) their lifestyle of hanging out in their underwear my beautiful life or do you mean yeah no no i mean look at my beautiful life it's like i'm a good looking person (laughs) that lives in a beautiful location and all i do is just lounge around the pool and like and check out my arseless chaps <laughs> I mean, both things can work Follow together. me on OnlyFans. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I have no shame. I have no shame. Whatever, guys. I do sometimes dip into the to the to our account, and I just look at like the dashboard of it. I'm like, what the fuck? Who is this guy? <laughs> <laughs> a lot of beautiful men. It's, that's and there's nothing wrong yeah. with that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. Do you realize we didn't keep doing the plot? <laughs> I I fucking hate the plot. I don't want to talk about it. Anymore. <laughs> Just uh, wrap it up. Just tie it up. How does it end? 
so it ends where they they start really enjoying each other's lives. So uh, Katie Sharp in Cassandra's body like discovers Christ and leading with love, and um, uh, Cassandra in Katie's body starts really enjoying the fame and whatever and it ends up getting to her head and so they have this big blowout in a party and have like a cake fight and everyone photographs this and it threatens to destroy Katie's career for some reason even though her career is based on being mean so I don't see why having like a fight with another girl at a party would 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 change that that. because she was losing maybe (laughs) (laughs) Um, so then after that, they kind of have a bit of self-reflection, realize that they both super love Jesus and, um, they decide to join forces and turn Katie's social media presence into something for good. They decide we're going to dump the mean Instagram posts and I'm going to post the most like thought provoking video of all fucking time that people, it's just going to change lives. And it's basically don't do this deadly sin and do this thing. But that's what it is. It's like yeah. so like... But it's so teenage girl. Come on, guys. Yeah. And it, it, it's <laughs> shot like a 10-year-old's like yes. um, school project. Yeah. Like I, when my... When my niece was like seven years old, I saw her produce. I legitimately saw her produce videos that were better than that one. Yeah, my nephew's and, done some great stuff with an iPhone. Yeah, um, it was it was embarrassing that this video <laughs> made it into a feature film production. Um, but everybody watches this video and they're like, "This is amazing! This is life changing! I can't believe that you put this out into the world." So then they've got their. She's got her. Glam Slam audition, and the other one has her Juilliard audition, and they're gonna do it in each other's bodies. And bef- just before both of them start, because it's on at the exact same time, um, they both pray to Jesus that you know it will go well. And then Jesus swaps them back just as they're about to do their things. Uh, she smashes her Juilliard audition with a shitty bird song, <laughs> and um, Baby the bird. other one. The other one does uh, her Glam Slam audition really well where she's like, I want to lead with love, blah, blah, blah. And then uh, they give her the Glam Slam job, whatever the fuck that is. Yes. And um, (laughs) then they both uh, do like a joint uh, social media video for Glam Slam where uh, she is interviewing the nerdy girl like anyone would fucking care. And that's the end of the movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So oh, it, this whole film, other than like the Christian themes, it felt like in when I was like in year four um, and we would have show and tell and like me and my best girlfriends would like put on a little play where we would all mm-hmm. do American accents and be like, let's go shopping at the mall. Like that's what <laughs> this whole thing felt like. It felt what you did in show and tell. <laughs> What? That's what you did in show and tell. Yeah, and the, the, the teacher must have been like, Jesus age Christ. <laughs> like, really? You know, and like had to sit there. Um, either that or we would do like make up a dance to like a Pet Shop Boys song or something like that. <laughs> um, it, it just felt, it felt very childish. And like, so there's just all the messaging. Like the parents were obviously some sort of parable for vanity, like sin. 
you know? Mm. Terrible. I don't know. I feel like you guys are projecting a bit. Like, like, uh, I think it's a good message. Like, why, why is vanity a bad thing to, to tackle? Vanity rocks. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I'll tell you, all the Christian stuff, right? Not that we'll ever get to the level where we would ever make merchandise with this podcast, but that is the t-shirt, is vanity rocks. <laughs> I was gonna say though, Clay, the the older brother that uh, least I have convincing to say about Clay. There's least lots to convincing, say about Clay. like former popular guy. Yes, all time. Who, let, who <laughs> let the school chaplain have a supporting role in this in this movie? That was the school chaplain. Come on, I'm pretty sure that's what he went on to do after high school. Like he was running a youth group and stuff like that. But he was legit. The school chaplain from somewhere. He was like a second away from sitting backwards on a chair, being like, "Let's rap about it." Jesus rocks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was just gonna say that I felt like he was the biggest buzzkill. Yeah. yeah. The all right. So for people listening who will never watch this film, because fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> like they play up this uh, this this older brother of the nerdy girl who's supposed to be the coolest of the cool, and then he's just a buzzkill anytime he speaks. He's just like. You can't, like, whinge about this girl who just dumps shit on top of your head. you got to lead with your heart and forgive her and shit. You can, yeah. Like, he just never had any empathy. It was always sermons and yeah. and giving messages. And a dude yeah. like that would have been Exhausting. annihilated in high school. Like, that guy wouldn't have been the, the popular guy. Like, he would have been stomped all over. He just didn't, like, he just wasn't convincing. He was no. supposed to be the star, star quarterback. And he's got, like, this hunched over kind of um, posture and... He just like he didn't look like a former athlete. He didn't act like a former former popular guy. <laughs> it was just bad no. fucking casting. Um, I just revisited but- in my mind. Vanity rocks. <laughs> <laughs> um, the thing is that like the biggest uh, missed opportunity. Lucy's <laughs> lost. Um, the biggest missed opportunity in this film is that Katie Sharp has a big crush on Cassandra's brother. So then when she swaps into Cassandra, she wants to fuck obsessively her brother. (laughs) But, I mean, she doesn't because she doesn't even have a vagina. Like, she's a nub. She's like I don't know. As As soon as she gets in the car and is like... Ooh, like your hot brother. I'm going to attempt to seduce him in my in your in your body. <laughs> I was like, whoa. And do you yeah. feel like the, the brother never was even like, oh, you're acting a bit strangely, like you said, Brendan. He just like kept like doing like sermons at her. He was never yeah, like, yeah. oh, you're yeah. kind like, of hitting on me. That's odd. Just but like, how yeah. much better would this film have been if it explored that whole situation? Because that <laughs> that has comic p- potential there, um, and they completely squandered it. Yeah, was it? Was there any comic beats in this? Him, cl- the the father climbing over the couch awkwardly. That's the only one I could think of. <laughs> yeah, it, there was. I think I think Denise Richardson, the the dad, was supposed to be the comic relief. Oh, and the dumb friends of the the mean girl. But they were they were just terrible. I feel like they were like the rich Christians who sort of like bought their way into being in the film. Like maybe their dads like f- partially funded it or something in exchange for a supporting role. The acting across the board. I think the mum was terrible. Uh, C- she Cassandra's mum. 
Yeah, she yeah. was wooden as fuck. Yeah. The worst actress in the... Well, the worst actor overall in the entire film was the woman that runs Glam Slam. Oh, yes. I wrote down Glam Slam is run by a bitch robot who walks slowly. And also, <laughs> what kind of teen organization wants the face of their website, whatever, to be a school bully who has built her whole <laughs> reputation? One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Oh, I'm like, what? <laughs> and loved of, it. Yeah. yeah. What sort of yeah. organization is this? Yeah, because she, she, she posts a video of her dumping the rotten milk on the other girl. And then when she's talking to the Glam Slam woman about it, she's like, she I loved, loved your, it. I loved your post. And she's like, really? She says, yeah, we love anything that gets 5.4 million views. Yeah. Like, it was evil. Can we just, can we just add this, to, like plot these on the graph of mm-hmm. this film had a montage, like of, mm-hmm. um, sort of teaching each other guitar and shit like that. And also mm-hmm. a dead parent. Again. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I would yeah. eat. Like, I'd have a dead parent. Yeah. Can yeah. someone please be, I, I don't know, have we got like a statistician that's in our, um, <laughs> have we got a, a fan? listener? <laughs> <laughs> a listener that could, um, you, you could do that. Yeah. Yeah. If, you know, it's one thing that none of you rat fucks reviewed us on iTunes. <laughs> oh my god, truly, we got the nicest review that was like, I don't want to be a piece of shit, obviously, like, directly <laughs> referencing Colin. Yeah. Which was, we loved and we really appreciate. Yeah, thanks, yeah. Georgia, whoever you yeah. are. Like, yeah. But but also, yeah, like, it. what sucks is that that's, like, reinforced Paul's negative behavior. Yeah, now, now, well, I think- I think I'm- you need to walk a mile in the listener's shoes. And yeah. maybe you lead pray with love. Yeah, All right, lead, lead, lead let me let me let me try. <laughs> okay, let me be a listener. <laughs> Hello, I am a rat fuck. I'm not going to review <laughs> the shotcast podcast because I'm a piece of shit. Blah blah blah. Was that good? <laughs> a rat fuck is a new like I've never heard that as a diss before. That's that's new. That's my new one. Sure. <laughs> um. Oh, one other thing I want to say. When they pray to Jesus for the swap back, they're praying out loud. So she is at her into the microphone. microphone. I know. So one of them is at Juilliard. (laughs) And she's like, please, Jesus, make this audition good. And then the other bitch is in front of three judges who are like waiting for her to talk. And she's like, please let this glam slam audition go well, Jesus. Like, imagine if you're interviewing someone and they're praying. Like, how much does that but say to their confidence? Yeah. Not just praying, not, but, like, looking you in the eyes as yeah. they pray. <laughs> like, just staring at you. Oh, I, I said that that final scene, I would have paid good money to actually have watched this movie with you guys. Yes. Like, for, to, to go through that and to look around the room and it be empty, to just have no one to be like, did you fucking just see that? <laughs> like yes. obviously we're still um recording separately like covid's still a thing and also i have a tiny baby so it's hard for me to get out of the house yeah and there are just some times where i really wish we were all together because like watching tammy and the t-rex by myself was 
you just can't do that alone, you know? It's like... Yeah. You need yeah. to start forcing Adrian to watch every single one of these films. <laughs> oh, uh, he's, you... he's so sour on the... Like, <laughs> it, it rarely works out that he gets to see a good one, so... <laughs> Brendan, did you watch this solo? Nah, well, I... Katrina, Katrina walked in and out of bits and pieces. Um, uh, you know that do and don't video? Yeah. She just saw that and went, oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I think it's time to lead with love and rate these people and their hotness. Exactly. So- <laughs> Many of them are children, so let's do friend or foe. <laughs> All right, so uh, now it's time for our favourite segment, Hot or Not. Take it away, Brendan. All right, I'm going to do this in the form of a Christian, of a Hillsong song. Okay, <laughs> All right, I'm, I'm so keen. Okay. Is he... A- no, I can't do this. All right. <laughs> Is he a dude or a boot? Is she ugly or cute? Tell me if they're hot or not. Ding! Everyone, Everyone is beautiful, beautiful in their, in their own, own way. way. And God loves them. I feel yes. like for everyone is beautiful in their own way thing is like very in lead with love. It's very like yeah. what the older brother would say. Yeah. If, um, <laughs> if his younger sister tried to uh, rate people's hotness, he'd be like, you should lead with, Just love. Lead with love. Everyone is yeah. beautiful in their own way. All right. So on that, the uh, brother, um, I'm giving him a knot. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel Chioko as Clay Evans. What a fucking downer. Um bad <laughs> bad casting. Um giving him a knot. I'm he sure does. he's a great school chaplain, but yeah. Yeah, sometimes you just gotta back some people and if your sister's in a fight, the first thing you don't do is go, you know, really disappointed. That you got into a fight. Yeah. You go, are you okay? Are you all right? It's like, like I'm being bullied, you fucking dickhead. You saw that video, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Why weren't you covering her in milk? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that's a no from me, dog. Cool. Um, so Denise Richards as the mother. So this is a um opportunity here. So she her first appearance on the show, she got a knot. She got a hot for Tammy and the T-Rex. So this could possibly... It's a tiebreaker, yeah. This could get her a Melora Hardin achievement in double hotness in swap films. Could, is is Denise Richards double hot? Brendan? Well, I'm going to make it really... T- bleh, bleh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm going to make it really tight for you guys. Yeah. So putting it all on your shoulders because I'm giving her a knot... The character that she plays is a hideous monster of a person. Mm. And so it just gave me those vibes of like housewives, like TV shows kind of things. And like stage I, mom. Yeah. 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 I just couldn't get over that to, to find some sort of like joy. Like it was great to see, like she actually came alive at this performance, yeah. um, which was really great, but I'm not giving her a pass. She, she would have been the best actor in it, right? Yeah. Yeah, I would say. Um, so. But yeah, she's not getting the hot from me either. Sorry, and I have I have a little speech that I Paul, you can give your vote, and then I have to give you a speech about, about I, Denise. Okay, <laughs> so I have to say um, I'm going to give also give her a not, but I have to say that the work she's had done between Christmas Trade and now is an improvement. 
like her face does look a bit fuller. She looks a bit more alive. It's just so unfair that that Hollywood, like, it, you know, like yeah. she's just a cog of, like, she's a, you know. I, but I do have to say, whoever shot this film knew how to shoot Denise Richards. Like Christmas Trade, they were very unforgiving. There were a lot of like bad lighting, lighting and yeah. and and lots of close ups and stuff. This film, they knew to shoot her from the wider angles, put a bit of Vaseline on the lens. Like, <laughs> um, they knew how to. Do it was it yeah. There's a lot of soft light going around the place. But I just yeah. feel yeah. bad. I just feel bad. Like you know, it, women in Hollywood are like required to look. Yeah look under 30 for their entire lives so she's just yeah. a product of that and it's unfortunate and it it's not fun to make fun of her it but yeah it, it feels awful in saying that here's my little speech <laughs> i feel like i feel like the producers of this movie like denise richards was she was the get for this right yeah yeah she, they were like oh my god we got an actress <laughs> do you know what i mean yeah but really, it is the equivalent of Lindsay Lohan being a judge on The Masked Singer. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Do you know I what get, I mean? They're like, yeah. they're like, oh my god, we got Denise Richards. It's like, ooh, you got Denise Richards. Like, <laughs> hey, yeah, Paul, did you uh, did you send out a tweet to to Denise to be on the show or? I did not. <laughs> oh my God, do not do that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's she, get I, I, I'm saying now, anytime she wants to come on the show, she can say whatever she wants. I don't. I don't care. I'd be happy to say hello. <laughs> Brendan, I have like had an anxiety attack. Just joking about that. I feel sick with worry. <laughs> no. No, she can come on and rate us. That'd be great. Um. <laughs> <laughs> no one can so, any, no one can say anything meaner about me than I've said already said to myself. So, oh. <laughs> all right. So, uh, Laureen Price <laughs> as uh, Sarah Evans, Cassandra's mum. She yeah, was, she's she's pretty beautiful. Beautiful lady. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I just wanted to get this back into positive stuff, so <laughs> I knew that we'd all give. Yeah, after much. watching an yeah. entire film about not being bitches. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe um, we yeah. could get a job at Glam Slam, guys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. She was a terrible actress, but um, she was very pretty. So that's all that counts. Um, so you know what my favorite gag with uh, this was the, the the youth group where the girl was like, "Oh, great video." I was like, you, I liked how you blacked out the faces. I was the, I was yeah. the yes. girl that <laughs> you were feeling. She's like, I'm I happy just that. to be involved. <laughs> like that. Girl I thought the casting. The casting of that youth group were was point on point though. They looked they were such like a typical youth group looking. Yeah, group it of is kids. literally yeah. because the school chaplain just got them all they just filmed after actual youth group. Like that was <laughs> what it was. You know what I mean? There was no casting there. They, they, they were real people. Alright, so let's go into friend or foe. Um Madeline Byrne and I guess Madeline Byrne and Maya Horsha as Katie Sharp. Would you be friends with this person? No. Brendan? Oh, of course not. <laughs> she <laughs> and, was a horrible and, person. And Brendan, def- uh, Paul definitely would be because she yeah, would live the social status. No surprises here. I just... And what? if he says anything no, else, he's a liar. Excuse me. Excuse me. <laughs> I have opinions. But, and- but, but when, when they present her as like, this is the cool girl, this is... I'm like, um, her? Her? Like I was like, yeah. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Like I, I, 
you know this, what I mean? This, this is what I'm going to say. Like, obviously, I've established on the show that I would be friends with an awful person to to gain social status. But the problem is with Katie is that she is fucking bland as fuck. Like, yeah. she's not even an interesting bitch. She's just a bitch. So I don't think I would be friends with her. I'm fairly sure there were other people in that school that would have wow, also been popular. Wow, she's dumb to be, like, yeah. Paul's friend, guys. Yeah, and I, I think... Paul's we, lying. We... I don't know why. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm, I'm, giving her, I'm giving her a foe. I'm not, I'm not down for it. But, like... I, I guess we didn't really, we talked about this briefly, but these Katie and Cassandra are two of the dumbest people we've had on these movies that we've covered. Like, they don't get how to be in a body swap. Like, they just don't get it. It takes the entire film and they still don't get it. They don't. They don't understand how to answer to each other's names. Yeah. They don't understand how to, like, rearrange your sentences yep. so it doesn't always sound so like you're bad. talking about yourself. So bad at pretending. I agree. Yeah. They, like, yeah, they have, zero have an entire conversation in front of a crowd yes. about about exactly what's going on. And calling and each other each other's name. Like, yeah, yeah. exactly. And everybody's stupid around them for not seeing that <laughs> Picking there's something up weird. Going, yes, yes. Do these girls need to be institutionalized? Like, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <sighs> so on that, uh, Maya Horsha and, again, Madeline Byrne as Cassandra, a.k.a. A- a- the human piece of cardboard. Would you guys be friends with this character? Yeah, I'd be friends with Cassandra. Yeah, I feel like I was a bit of a Cassandra. <laughs> I feel like there's no way you were this boring. She was she was boring as backshit. I guess. And you'd be like, hey, what do you want to do today? And she'd be like, uh, I want to lead with love. And he's like, shut the fuck up. Like, <laughs> so like, you're, you're going to give her a foe? I'm going to give her a foe. Like, the thing is, it's like, oh, like, I, I agree with the messages of this film. I agree with, like, being kind to people and treating other people how you'd want to be treated and being do, a good do person. Do you, you yell at all the listeners and <laughs> talk about... Piece of shit. Yeah. yeah, but I... No, I believe, like, if I was a listener and I was being told I was a rat fuck, that would encourage me to just do the review and not be a rat fuck anymore. Oh, so my God. You got good. that from Michael Rappaport, didn't you? <laughs> is that where you got that from? Maybe. Yeah, know. it totally is because he called Trump a rat fuck. Okay, sorry, keep going. Yeah. Look, um, Cassandra Cassandra practiced introspection and that was like the only person I saw in this movie who did that. She actually yeah. looked at herself. How could I be better? You know, that's a good person. I would be friends with her. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I, I agree. She was a good person. She was just boring. And you can't, like, good doesn't go all the way like at some point you need to have you know an interesting conversation i feel like we'd just be sitting in the room just not talking about anything yeah yeah. and then she'd start fucking singing that but she wouldn't because she's too shy and then she'd like go on about katie sharp and i'd be definitely bored yeah (laughs) Yeah, and you'd be Uh, like why do you like this girl she's awful yeah totally i I don't i might be changing my vote i don't know yeah Yeah. paul's starting to change my mind (laughs) (laughs) what's going on (laughs) (laughs) now let's get to opinion swap where we find some interesting reviews of switched from around the interwebs 
This will definitely be Christian parents being like, it was so refreshing to find a film that my kids can watch with no swearing and a good message. You're completely wrong. So oh, here's the no. first one. Here's the first one from Loan and Jill, uh, who gave it 10 out of 10. Wonderful movie. Me and my daughter love this movie. Great moral to the story. And I love that it was Christian based. I am shocked that it has such a low rating. Give it a try. And if you like to find movies with a moral to the story. That's exactly what I just said. Yeah, I was being sarcastic. (laughs) Okay, right. right. I'm like, did you not Uh, hear me? (laughs) uh, But there's, you know, there's some, like this person that doesn't seem to have a grasp on how to write anything. KS60500, five out of ten, to Mean Girls. It's a story to dawn mean girls in high school that don't be mean. Idea is damn old, but watch it once a while is quite relieving, especially when see how bad people turning into good ones. It's a movie, but try to change people's mind is why I rate so high. Social responsibility, I see. It sounds like a Google Translate. Like, it sounds like they probably wrote a coherent sort of thing and then just got it got put into English. I'd like to think that Katie Sharp became sentient and wrote the review herself. <laughs> <laughs> so this one is from Geeked Out for Movies, who gave it 7 out of 10. Really good. This movie was really good with an important educational message to lead with love and to love each other. I enjoyed it, but I did think it was a bit girly. That's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Interesting. Did you find it too girly? I mean, it did have multiple female characters that talk to each other. How dare it? (sighs) Also, is this like the first one? I'm trying to think. Oh, besides like... What's what's the one with Chris Rock? Down to I can't think of many that don't have white, like, uh, main characters. The, yeah, the, unfortunately, that is the case. A yeah. Very Lily White genre. Oh, no, we did Little, I guess, as well. Little, yeah. Um, yeah. And um, Every Day had some diversity. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, we've done, like, 50 movies and we can think <laughs> of three, which is a bad sign. Yeah. Um, but maybe next week's movie might change that a bit. Um, uh, So this one's uh, from SparkyD33 He gave it 10 out of 10 Great inspirational movie All kids through young adults and their parents Need to watch this movie The world will be a better place If everyone watched and learned how to act Wonderful, inspiring movie Beautifully filmed as well Right Do you think this film can change the world? (laughs) (laughs) On that note, right? On that note, what frustrates me to no end about any movie like this, like coming from a like a Christian perspective, is that there's so many complex like issues going on in the world, and when you have a concept like this where God is paying attention to some random chicken, (laughs) freaking Chicago, I don't know where they are, (laughs) Kentucky, (laughs) Kentucky, and is like, I'm gonna use my, you know, my absolute powers to swap their lives so they can learn a little lesson while there's fucking like tsunamis and shit going on. It's like, come on. Um, so this one's Andy Burton, who gives it four out of ten on IMDb, and he says, 
This is just another swap body swap movie. Nothing special about it, really. That being said, for what it is, it's not really a bad movie. I just find it completely unrealistic. I mean, since when is the most gorgeous girl in the school the outcast that gets bullied by the less attractive popular girls? This just ruined it for me. But if you can set that aside, it's not a bad movie. Yeah, well, like I said, when they when they present Katie Sharp, I was like, oh, her? <laughs> I mean, she's she's not ugly, and she like she, like you could look. Be, there were no realistic... ugly. There were no ugly people. But like you school. could realistically in real life, you, you, she could be a popular girl in school. Yeah, but, absolutely. She's got but, like the cool glasses. And, are you talking about Cassandra you know? or no, no, Katie, yeah, Cassandra? Oh, no, oh, but Katie, I mean, sure. Yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, I okay. Anyway, uh, this one's from. Troy Crawford, 78. And I think this one mirrors a lot of our feelings. He gives it one out of 10 and he says, why? (laughs) Why are they still making this effing movie? It's been done over and over and fucking over again. For the love of God, stop. (laughs) He's the new host, by the way. Imagine punishing that guy with having to watch a movie like this every week. In fact, I think that's Brendan's like moonlighting, uh, <laughs> like his alias, his pen name. Um, so, uh, and I, uh, this one's from Moddy on Letterbox, who gives it half a star, and they say a really bad Freaky Friday knockoff. Stop making these. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so everyone loves buddy swap movies, I guess. Yeah. Okay, now it's time for Tenuous Recommendations, where we each recommend a movie, TV show, song, album, or book that is connected to today's movie in some way. So, I'm going to start. Uh, my connection is Christian cinema. Yep. So, uh, <laughs> Are you doing that KJ Alpha movie? Not doing the KJ Alpha movie, but if you do want a good cry, I, I do recommend I Still Believe with KJ Alpha, even though he doesn't get his shirt off. Um, you can see but... his nipples under those t-shirt. No, I'm <laughs> <laughs> um, so Brendan and I had a movie night the other night, and it is one of the most epic movies you will ever watch in your entire life. Now, this film <laughs> definitely deserves to be spoken in the same conversation with films like The Room and Birdemic. It is arguably as crazy or crazier than those films. Um, it's a a genuine Christian production called Assassin 33 AD. And this is a film about Muslim extremists who have access to a time machine and use it to travel back in time and plow down the disciples with AK-47s and shoot Jesus in the head. And you see all of this. (laughs) And the film just gets more and more insane as it goes on. That's not even the worst stuff that happens in this film. It is bonkers. And it's a genuine Christian production. Oh, my God. It, it sounds it And it's the most blasphemous thing I've ever seen. Blasphemous thing you've <laughs> ever seen. It has cameos with from Heidi Montag and Chris... Uh, what Spencer was Pratt? Chris, yes. Oh, my um, God. Heidi oh Montag God. doing the worst English accent you've ever heard in your entire no. life. That is purely 
put there for a callback when because she dies in the first five minutes of the movie where someone hears her voice in their head planted there by jesus and the only reason they recognize it's her it's because of the english accent it's just fucking insane yeah that um, sounds like a mess yeah i if you've grown up in a christian household i would definitely recommend i don't know i don't know the appeal of this film if you don't recognize the blasphemy because i think for atheists who've grown up atheists they don't like they wouldn't see how insane it is that this film does what it does that it's um, made and they they're targeting christian audiences like yeah. they think christians will eat this up and that's yeah. just what's a, so astounding yeah yeah wow. so this film is insane. I definitely recommend it. It's, it's streaming on Amazon Prime worldwide, so it's easily accessible. Make sure you stay to the credits because it has like a Marvel-style ending where they tease like a giant sequel. So um, like not since Nick Fury showed up at the end of Iron Man has something <laughs> so epic happened. Uh, I do have to shout out, um, I found out about this film from another podcast, the Slash Film Cast. David Chen, the host, um, recommended this film. Um, and he just kind of did a straight recommendation and then all like the listeners started watching it and then sending him hate mail. <laughs> uh, it is, it's terrible, but, um, it's amazingly terrible. So I definitely recommend Assassin 33 AD. Uh, Lucy, what do you got? Okay. So I'm doing, um, like a theme. And yeah. my theme is like religion, like shoehorned in to a, a normal kind of movie. Yeah. <laughs> and this is your recommendation. <laughs> so I'm, gotcha. doing, I'm doing signs, you know. Okay. Signs. So you know how that's sort of like an alien extraterrestrial movie, but there is yeah. this kind of like, oh, is someone trying to convert me over here or something? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, his name is... Uh... Yeah, Mel Gibson. Um, Mel Gibson. Who is, I will obviously acknowledge, is problematic as fuck and, like, a straight-up bad dude. Yeah. Um, but I thought this was a great movie. Um, I don't know. I think a lot of people think it's shit, but I, I, it was genuinely, like, scary and creepy and I love crop circles and, um, yeah, you know, it's got Major League Babe, Joaquin Phoenix in it. <laughs> and um, yeah, yeah, I I I really like this kind of movie. Um, and it's got Sweet Baby Angels, Rory Culkin, and Abigail Preslin. Preslin. Yeah. Um, and uh, it, it had some like good gags in it as well. Like there's bits that made me laugh, and yeah, I, yeah. I liked it. Yeah, I th- I thought it was a solid film. Like obviously, Sixth Sense and Unbreakable, I feel were like much stronger, but yeah. yeah. But this is before his career just went completely in the toilet with like Lady in the Water and all those sure. unwatchable movies. So the happening, um, it's yeah. happening. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I, I thought this was a good example for him, hmm. and it, I, yeah, nice. it, I've enjoyed it. Nice. Do you have you seen it, Brenda? Yeah, but it's, it's been a while. Yeah. When did it come out? Uh, Two thousand and two. Yeah, that's probably when I watched it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to, to be fair, I reckon I've seen Scary Movie three more times, which parodies it. <laughs> Where Charlie Sheen of, oh, oh, there's your other connection. Charlie Sheen um, plays yeah, yeah. the Mel Gibson part. 
Yeah. Um, who obviously was married to Denise Richards, so um, it all comes full circle. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I just love, like, <laughs> Joaquin Phoenix sitting in the closet watching the TV with tinfoil on his head, like, saying yeah. that it's like War of the Worlds. I'm here for it. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So, Brendan, what's yours? Uh, f- following on with what Lucy, like, sorry, not shoehorned. So I, I, uh, I chose a movie based on the fact that, uh, it has a, a Christian protagonist and it's also, uh, has the same themes. Like, so it's trying to talk about, like, I guess, uh, cynicism and, and sort of combating that with joy and love and, just a, a, those sort of like uh, themes about being a good person. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But I think this movie did a really good job at it and did it really well. And, you know, makes me think twice about how we all act on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, a, oh, I'm no. recommending a movie called A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Have oh, you guys watched this? Of course yes. you did. <laughs> yeah. I watched it with you. <laughs> Oh please! And it also has Tom Hanks in it, and so obviously Lucy has. I am I am shook that Brendan managed to recommend this film before Lucy did. Right? (laughs) I I I can't. I'm not as imaginative as Brendan. I don't know how to make these links. But A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood is the last movie I saw at the cinema before the shutdowns and before having a baby. Yeah. Yeah. If you had to pick one, it's a pretty. It's a like I really liked it. Yeah. um, so obviously, uh, it's a, so a bit of a biopic about a, a journalist who is that, that mean, cine- cine- he's the Katie Sharp of the film. <laughs> and, uh, and then we have, reaching? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, Fred Rogers played by Tom Hanks. Uh, yeah, in real life, um, he like, he's like actually a, a registered like priest and stuff like that. Like, yeah. And obviously, like Faith plays a, a huge influence on his character and who he is. Yeah. Um. And so, just as uh, if if you were looking for a movie that modelled Christianity and modelled uh, the tenets of God and stuff like that, um, I would say even though it doesn't really even come up, it's so naturally a part of his character. Yeah, that and that's a how to do. That's how, is to how in- you would sell. That's how to include a theme like that. It, you know, it it, it is organic. Hmm. You know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And uh yeah, watching it makes you go, I wanna be more a better like person. Fred for Rogers. Sure. Yeah. 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 <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Well, we can't yeah. even be mad at Brendan for that one because that's yeah. just like it's such a like, you know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Solid. Well done. <laughs> Alright, so where are we ranking switched among the movies we've watched for the podcast? I, I'm I'm interested because I really feel like you guys are gonna Put it much lower than I did. Oh wow, yeah, I definitely. Put it I don't, I don't see it as as terribly as you guys did. So I'm gonna put it between Pretty Cool and Velocipasta. Oh wow, Ouch. that's very low. That's very low. <laughs> but it, like, like you said before, I think Paul, like it was just boring. Like, it, yeah. it's the the audacity of a film to be boring is just like not yeah. okay. It did drag, but not as much as some of the other films we've watched. So I'm gonna put it. I'm actually going to put it quite a bit higher than you, but um, still in the lower half. I'm going to put it between Ice Angel, aka On Thin Ice, Skating for the Gold, and Bad Johnson. So, <laughs> and I'm putting it above Ice Angel, aka On Thin Ice, Skating for the Gold, <laughs> and uh, below. Chances are, 
Okay. So... Which one's chances are? Is that Robert Downey Jr.? Yeah. Yes. So mine's pretty uh, bang in the middle. Oh, that's yeah. That's some high praise. So you know the fact that we both put it so near Ice Angel. Okay. I can't believe you put Ice Angel above it. <laughs> I guess there was some real nuts, stupid yeah. stuff. Ice Angel is also shorter. I I would rather watch Ice Angel again. At least there was some funny gags. How you know they filled up the audience of the skating with cardboard cutouts. That's hilarious. Which is like an actual thing now. Yeah, completely. They predicted the future. They predicted it. <laughs> so so. Next episode. Next week. <laughs> so next episode. Yeah. It's Christmas, guys. You excited that it's Christmas? Yes. Um, do, 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 do. It, this oh, is my oh, yeah. first Christmas with a bait, like my child. I'm so excited. I've bought him like 3,000 Christmas presents. Oh, cute. <laughs> well, I'm here to ruin that Christmas joy. <laughs> Because oh, it's time, it's a time for another bottom of the barrel body swap Christmas TV movie. <laughs> so, so previously we've done a Christmas switch, and then we did a Christmas trade. So for something completely different, we're going to do gonna a watch Christmas swap. You got it, the Christmas swap. Oh my god, I just pulled that out of thin air. I was just like, what would they possibly call it? Is that are you joking? That's real. 2016's a Christmas the Christmas swap. <laughs> where a holi- a holi- Is it made by Hallmark? No, it's it's made by one TV, whatever the fuck that is. <laughs> where a holiday wish becomes a magical Christmas <gasps> switch Brilliant. when two brothers magically switch bodies. So it's Brilliant. about two 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 brothers swapping this time, adult brothers. So, um, yeah, I think like one's like a businessman and the other one's laid back or some some bullshit like that. Generic shit. Got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sure it's going to be fucking terrible. Um, so look forward to that one. Our Christmas yeah. tradition. But yeah. it's Christmas. Like, surely that can just hold something up, you know? Yeah. A little bit, just that feeling. We'll see. Well, uh, looking at looking at our lists, Brendan and I both have Christmas Trade as the lowest film we've ever watched. <laughs> so yes. Um, do you know what I had a thought the other day? Obviously, this yeah. is all coming from my where I am in life. Uh, yeah. Imagine a swap where a man swaps into a pregnant woman's body. <laughs> Well, didn't Maybe we like sort of the, the, the mum and dad like swap ah uh, during the pregnancy, ah. yeah. yeah. And it could be like the dad's Rather a than... real dickhead and has to like learn. Also, this is right. in no way reflecting my life. Adrian is yeah. an angel who like yeah. carried me for nine yeah. months. Like, because I feel like switch the Ellen Barkin switch. She did Was close. She gave birth while in swapped form. Yeah, but then she just died in childbirth. So I don't know. Uh, but counts. I feel like it wasn't really about like being pre. Like it just sort of fast forwarded through that and went to the birth. Right. I feel like it would just probably just scar the man for life, and he'd never be able to like function again. Yeah. Well, good. <laughs> you try you try vomiting every day for twenty weeks. Uh, yeah. All right. So until next time, I was Paul Mitzi. I was Lucy Thomas. I was Brendan Levi. God bless. <laughs> Lead with love. Amen. Hashtag. Yeah. Bye. Amen. Bye. Bye. Bye.
The Swapcast podcast is recorded in Adelaide, Australia. It's hosted by Paul Mitzi and edited by Brendan Levi and Paul Mitzi. Our theme song was written and performed by John Marco of Two Creative, featuring Lucy Thomas, and recorded at Browntown Studios. Our music bumpers were created by Reggie Parker. Contact him on parkerregmusic at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.